It's Thursday, July 21st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, it's uh, it's it's weird to have a, a, a podcast on a, a day where there was no sports last night. There was no there was no anything. The only thing uh, that takes place every year on the day after the All Star Game is the ESPY Awards, and I don't think anybody watched any of those. Uh, I think Shohei Otani won a, a bunch of awards uh, uh, for you know best baseball player and and best uh, male athlete, but you know other than that, no baseball going on, uh, no real news to to talk about uh, coming off of the All Star Game and and sort of this one this one night, this one day, this this two day period where there's there's nothing really going on in the league. What did what did you used to do when uh, when when you'd be out you know covering the team? And and there's no there's no baseball during the break. <laughs> you know, I today, you know, usually you'd be coming back from the all-star game, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you'd be traveling coming back from from wherever it was. So uh, you know, there's no sweat. You know, you were probably writing something to your your advance for, for the second half and uh trying to, you know, get going, get geared up for uh, you know, what the the you know, the last two months of the season. Well, I guess the the news that everybody's talking about around the league coming out of the All Star Game uh, is is less about the game and more about uh, you know Juan Soto and the him, him he turned down uh, a reported deal worth more than four hundred million dollars in ten years from the Nationals and uh, the the Nationals in the next you know two weeks could be looking to trade the a guy it was unthinkable at one point. This was a guy who's the the cornerstone of your your franchise moving forward, and now he's he's going to be on the trading block. Yeah, it's uh, you know especially the you know the Nationals GM you know went on radio said there's no way we're trading him. You know this guy this is the guy we're going to build this team around, and uh, you know three weeks four weeks later the guy is supposedly on the market after turning down what almost a half billion dollars. So. Uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting. It's it's kind of fun to speculate on on where he might land because, you know, this is kind of a player that, you know, maybe turns your franchise around. Right. Uh, do you think Scott Boris is going to hold out for this guy in 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 a couple of years when he is a free agent uh, to make him a five hundred million dollar man? I would think if they if they turn down this. You know that that's where that's where this thing is headed. I guess you know the the uh, the Nationals deal was backloaded, and you know which lowered the AAV on it. And uh, you know those guys, you know they it's it's like that. Not only do they want to be the best player, they want to be the best, the highest paid player too. So if your a your average annual value isn't as high as the next guy, you're probably looking for a new deal. You know, so I think that played into you know the the rejection of the deal, and also. Boris's track record of uh, getting his wanting his you know top players to be out on the market when their t- you know when their turn comes up to to drive the bidding and uh, drive the drive the market and get as much money as he can. Yeah, we're we're talking. Uh, you know, it was just a couple seasons ago when uh, his his free agent you know sort of haul his his total of contracts was was more than a billion dollars or something like that. It was something crazy. Uh, in in one off season for a bunch of players, he's going to get halfway there with one player once uh, once Juan Soto's on the market, and uh, you know Soto winning the home run derby certainly uh, didn't hurt his uh, 
his case for, uh, you know, sort of demanding as much as possible. Uh, it also didn't, it, it certainly didn't help the Nationals to in, in, in an effort to resign him. But uh, in, in terms of trading him, they could ask for pretty much the sun, moon, and stars. Yeah, you know, I think you you got to be realistic uh, if you're a team, you know, that's interested in in, in him. You you know, you're looking at a two year window, you know, and uh, this guy made what seventeen million this year. He's going to be eligible for arbitration at the end of this this season, so it's going to go up. And you know, uh, unless you uh, you know. First, you, to get them, you're probably going to have to gouge your farm system, you know, and, uh, you know, get and part with some of your better, younger major league ready players. And then do you do you go all in and, and try to keep him or is it just a two year rental, basically? And can, do are you, you know, is, do are you a team that is ready to, to win it all, to go deep into October in the next two years if you add this guy? Well, and that leads us to uh, obviously the question the Guardians fans are asking, you know, would he be a fit here in Cleveland? Certainly Cleveland has the prospect capital to to trade for him. I think uh, if if they opened up their farm system to the Nationals, that would that would certainly, you know, make them an attractive landing spot for him. But it's a matter of does Cleveland want to pull the trigger on something like that? Like you said, there he would he's he's ideally fit for a team that's ready to win right now uh and do you think the guardians are are even close to being there well you know right now i don't think so joe are they a championship team but but you know from the outside looking in you know i i don't see it you know i think you know they don't score enough they they've got uh, you know some issues in the rotation uh and they're just so young we don't know how that how they'll react going down the down the stretch here and what if and when they get into the postseason i you know a, a guy like soto would certainly help but you know who do you have to take off the club to get them right and you know adding soto wouldn't even help the average age what he's 23 years old it yeah it, he's, I, he actually probably it makes things trend down in terms of the average age on the club as as well he's he's right there with andres Jimenez and and a bunch of the uh, the young you know rookies on this team, uh, I don't know. I, I I can't see it happening. I can't even see it being a, a consideration. Uh, you've got to send him to a, a place where, like you said, they're they're ready to sort of go for it right now. Uh, what I what I don't want to see is him winding up with the Mets or the Yankees or the Dodgers. You know, just the the same old teams that can just the rich get richer in that situation. And uh, he becomes he instead of being the star on one of those clubs, he's one of five guys who can, you know, hit 45 home runs in a season. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, there's an, you know, God, where would he play with the Yankees? You put him in right field. And uh, I mean, geez, oh man, that that lineup is is like deadly to begin with. I mean, and you, you, then you put him somewhere, what, fifth, sixth, who knows? And uh yeah, I, there, there's no place for him. That that's sort of that that's the ridiculous thing. And but but the you know the talk persists, and uh, the Dodgers fans chanting at him during the All Star game. You know, uh, you know, we want Soto, that kind of stuff. I I don't know. It, it to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, that's what baseball is right now. It's if you're a superstar player, you can go to one of five places, and that's about it. Yeah, the, the intriguing team to me was. Um... You know, I know uh, 
the Seattle Mariners, what, have won 14 straight. And uh, that would certainly be an interesting uh, an interesting guy to add to that club. Uh, but are they ready to win? Are, are they in that window to win right now after, you know, what they haven't been to the postseason, what, for over 20 years? Uh, I know they're a pretty good club, but they're still, what, nine games back of the – of uh, Houston in the AL West, um, you know, that would, uh, and what, do, you know, the, the, the question to me, Joe, is if, if you, what do you have to give up to get this guy? What, what is Washington asking for? Right. Yeah. What well, what would you, if, if you were Washington and you were looking at Cleveland's farm system and, and I told you, and I was, uh, you know, Mike Chernoff and, and uh, Chris Antonetti, and I told you, okay, uh, you know, pick three players. What would what would your asking price be for, uh, you know Juan Soto right now? You know, I I would I would look at at the big league roster first, and I'd ask for Tristan McKenzie. That's a guy I that's a guy I'd want. And then you know you just go down the list. Uh, Valera, do you want uh, you know John Kenzie Noel? Do you want uh, you know uh, Logan Allen? I mean you know I. It's pretty much the sky's the limit there. Yes. If, if if you're serious about bringing this guy in onto your club, yeah, and, and I would agree with you 100 on Tristan McKenzie because you want somebody who's already going to contribute at the major league level right now. And plus, Tristan is so young and so you know, you, such a, a building block right there. I think you could do a lot with him, uh, which. <laughs> Which sort of makes, in my mind, that makes it makes him untradeable. If I'm Antonetti, you know, I I I know what I've got with Tristan right now, and and you know, as he continues to work and and improve, I, I think he's only going to get better. I think he's 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 you know pre Bieber stage of his career right now, so which is really good. Uh, as far as Valera, I mean, you you would you would really hope that uh, a guy like that would re- sort of replace and do what Juan Soto did for you. You know, and he's not too far off from being major league ready. I think, uh, you know, by this time next year, George Valera will be making an impact on somebody's major league roster if it's not the Guardians. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess all the speculation is he'll probably go up to AAA sometime uh, when the, after the break. Um, you know, he's, he's, I think he's done all he can at double a, but he's a power hitting outfielder can play center field, you know, can move around, uh, you know, and, and you just, um, you, the, I guess, you know, if, if, if I think if the, if you're a little, if, if the guardians were a little better situated, you know, they were, you know, let's say they, they were in the twin spot and you had a, you know, a four or five game lead in the division. Maybe I don't even know then if you make a deal like that, but you know, if this, and you've got a lot of guys, you know, knocking on the door to free agency, you know, you're, you're more of a veteran club. Yeah. You know, go for it. And, uh, but right now I, you know, I think the guardians, I I don't know, Joe, I I think they're playing a little over their heads right now. They're a little ahead of schedule. I I think so too. But what if they come out of the, out of the break hot? What if they come out and take four in Chicago over the weekend and, you know, maybe win a game or two in Boston, uh, you've got to start thinking yeah. along the lines of maybe they're buyers instead of sellers. However, I don't see that happening. I, I I mean, that's all great speculation and wonderful to think about. Like like you said, I think they're playing over their heads, and and I don't see that happening. I see by the end of this road trip coming up, 
that you know we'll have a much clearer picture of what their intentions should be uh, at at the trade deadline. And uh, I don't think that there's going to be that big you know major move. You might see guys like Ahmed Rosario or Framo Reyes go, uh, but uh, right now I don't consider those major moves. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they're they're really careful when they do these moves. You know, I think uh, you know they're, they're well thought out. And we've seen this team kind of ride the roller coaster, you know, that the road trip, they go, what, seven and two or seven and four in that long road trip to uh, L.A. and, and uh, Minneapolis and and, uh, and Colorado. Then they get home and, you know, they go in the tank. And so it's it's a hard team to get a, get a read on right now. Uh, and I don't think you want to, you know, mortgage your future on something like that right now. All right. Speaking of the future, uh, we've we you know we've talked about we speculated what other prospects we might see up you know with the Guardians with the Major League roster uh, in the second half of the season uh, after the All Star break. Uh, obviously, I think one of those names that you've got to think of is is Gabriel Arias. Uh, he's he's had a taste uh, sort of twice before uh, with the Major League club. They they, they brought him up as a twenty seventh man for double headers. Uh, and he's actually played in games and he's gotten his first hit and he's gotten his first RBI. All those things are sort of out of the way. Uh, he's dealt with a, a, a wrist injury this year that he's come back from. You know, who knows if he's 100% back from that. But I think at some point they've got to put him out there and give him a chance to play regularly, if not every day. Yeah, you know, I think you know a lot will depend on, uh, you know, just where they are. Like you're saying, like at the end of this road trip, you know, the end of, uh, you know, the end of July, uh, you know, how they're sitting, uh, you know, just uh, where they are in the standings. I mean, if they, you know, if they, if they're struggling, you know, I guess, you know, that would be, you know, okay, let's bring up some more guys, some more young players, see what they can do. If not, if, if they're in this thing, you know, then, then it gets a, a little more dicey. Then it gets, it not only it gets a little more exciting, but you have to be a little more judicious in, in who you bring up and, and how you help this ball club. If they're able to or willing to move Framil Reyes, does that free up a spot for somebody uh, like a Will Brennan maybe to come up who's who's been performing, you know, uh, very well at, at AAA? I think, I think Will Brennan has shown that, you know, he's he's can handle pretty much anything in AAA in terms of hitting. Uh, this is a 2019 draft pick who, who didn't play in 2020, and and now he's just sort of, uh, you know, lights out uh, for the Clippers. Yeah, well, he's got almost 80 RBIs between AA and AAA. Um, yeah, if you if you know if you created a spot at at DH, you could you know you could move maybe Nolan Jones there. You could move uh, uh, Oscar uh, Gonzalez there, and maybe create some playing time for for Brennan. You know that that's an exciting guy, definitely. And uh, you know you, you almost wish Joe that you know it, it was this was like the old days when you know you could really you know bring up forty guys on mm -hmm. September first and you really get a look at everybody. But now you know with the new rules you can you can only expand the roster to twenty eight on September first, and uh, so you're not you, you know you kind of you're those those guys are going to be stagnated or they're, they're going to be stuck at AAA unless you really rotate those last two spots. Do you do you think at any point we see uh, maybe Bo Naylor or Brian Labastida uh, come up to sort of uh, give uh, uh, an injection of offense at the catching position? 
Yeah, I would think, I would think, you know, uh, we still, you know, we still haven't, you know, as mainly, you know, is he fully recovered from that, from that, you know, taking that foul ball off the mask, uh, you know, and I, well, he's had the, the break to recover from. So hopefully he is, he's feeling better. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, that would, that would be an, that would be an interesting choice. Definitely. You, you know, you don't like to mess with the catchers and his, and their their uh, you know relationship with the pitchers, especially the rotation. But you know, I think if you're hurting for offense, definitely. Uh, you'd mentioned the rotation, and there might be some question marks there uh, moving out of the break. Uh, obviously, Bieber, Quantrill, McKenzie uh, are have been pretty solid at times uh, in the first half. Uh, Zach Plesac has just struggled because they 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 refuse to score runs for him. Uh, the question right now is Aaron Savali, who who they don't really uh, or they haven't really given a lot of detail on his uh, wrist injury and and where he is. He's on the the injured list and could be there for a while. Uh, do they make a move and and bring somebody up uh, and 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 who could be uh, a candidate in terms of that to to take Savali's spot in the the rotation? Please don't say Connor Pilkington. <laughs> yeah well we know pilkington's coming up what saturday right 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 we're gonna pitch one of those double header games he's like <laughs> I, i'm sure you know uh terry francona hates all the double headers that they've had to play this year but pilkington he, he's got to be loving it man he keeps you know he keeps getting getting another chance at the big leagues and well, it's it, it's one of these games he's going to pitch well joe i think well one and of these he, games he's going to do okay he's pitched well in stretches and at times and his stuff plays well it's just he doesn't he he's not I don't think he's ready to be a full-time big league starter and, and get you five innings every game uh funny you mentioned it's uh I think on Saturday it'll be five consecutive starts at the major league level that are all been part of double headers and that's the first time since Neil Heaton in uh in 1984. Wow, that's, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, the heater. I haven't heard Neil Heaton's name in a long time. Definitely. But, but all of your starts are as part of double headers. It's not like you're you've got a regular spot in the rotation. So it's got to be playing games, and 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 they can't be evaluating him based solely on that. I just don't want to see Connor Pilkington fall into a Logan Allen sort of you know situation with this club where you've gotten beat up so many times at at the big league level that. You know they don't have any confidence in you, and you don't have any confidence in yourself. Yeah, that's uh, you know that that's a great point. Uh, you know the, what are the what's uh, Francona always say? There's development, and then there's you know just leaving a guy out there to get beat up, and that's not <laughs> development. But you know yeah. with Pilkington, you, like you said, he's got the stuff. He's got pretty good stuff. To me, you know it's it's his pitch count gets so high so quick. You know in the first two or three innings. That that he can't he doesn't give himself a chance to go sick you know past that fifth inning into the sixth or seventh inning and I, I think yet like you said that's just you know uh, inexperience and uh, you know just you know you you probably being not being ready for for this opportunity you gotta you know I don't think he's ever pitched a, a full season at AAA yet so um, you know it's just it's just you know that growing the you know the growing the maturation process and you know it's kind of tough to do it in 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 the in the you know the role he's been given so uh right-hander uh like a Cody Morris who was on the 40 man they just put him on uh activated him off of the 60 day injured list he he would have been a guy who would have been had he not been injured in spring training he would have been a guy who could have 
you know, taken a, a, a rotation spot, I think, or, or they would have liked to have seen him step forward and take a rotation spot, you know, this year, if, if there was an injury opportunity like this, uh, it, who's, who's the next man up in terms of, of that, it, that, that this, this club can even think of uh, is a guy like a Xavion Curry who just made the jump from Akron to uh, Columbus and, you know, hasn't, hasn't looked too bad in his first couple outings with Columbus. I think his first, his debut at AAA, he struck out nine. Uh, you know, these are guys that, or is there somebody is, is like a Joey Cantillo in, 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 in double A, uh, can they bring a guy up from there and, and have him start? I, I don't know where they're going to find the next guy to, to sort of fit into that rotation, but obviously they've, they've got enough arms. It's, uh, it's just a matter of finding who's ready. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, Logan Allen, I think, you know, it's probably, he just got, you know, uh, you know, just moved up from double A AA to triple A. So he's a guy that, that might, you know, that you could look at to get a spot start here and here or there, or, you know, maybe, you know, if, if Savali, you know, stays on the injured list, uh, you know, you're going to have to find someone and uh, you're going to have to make a move and, and get someone to take that spot in the rotation. Yeah, that's a, a big uh, sort of question coming out of the break when they get to Chicago is, you know, who's who's going to make up that rotation moving forward into that uh, into the second half of that road trip uh, as, as they go. All right, Paul, uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, to preview the second half of the season. We'll look at the schedule. We'll look at uh, what games sort of stand out, what series sort of stand out and uh, what we can expect out of the Guardians heading forward for the remainder of the 2022 campaign here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. 